Welcome to Center Stage with international opera star Pamela Kuhn. And now, here is your host, Pamela Kuhn. And the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. We have just heard the glorious opening to the St. John Passion by J.S. Bach. After Bach prepares us with an excited and almost seductive introduction, it is no surprise that the words that follow are an invitation for all of us, no matter what our choice of religion or non-belief, to seek a transformative experience. The German text of the choir translates to this, Lord, show us through your passion that you, even through your trials, have become transfigured. It is no surprise that this music introduces my guest today, artist Dimitri Wright. He is a deeply spiritual individual, and this is one of his favorite pieces of music. And seeking a transformative experience through art is what motivates this artist, whether it is in his own work or with all of his art students. Everyone who has worked with Dimitri Wright knows that the encouragement of personal discovery is high on the list of tools being taught. When you speak his name amongst artists, everyone smiles with that fond look of reflection in their eyes and says, he is special. There is a glow from Dimitri. It extends beyond his bountiful smile. It is the energy of a man who lives his art and passion as one. In his work at Weir Farm in Wilton, Connecticut, one of the only national parks that is dedicated to art history, he challenges his students to be transfigured by looking at nature through a completely different point of view. He holds up a prism so all can observe the wonder of experiencing a childlike quality through their artistic eye. He recognizes the power of the finite qualities of what we are searching for as artists. Last year, I spent two hours with Dimitri Wright in his studio. It was there that I discovered the profound beauty of his art and a glimpse into his private life. I can honestly profess to you that it was a revelatory afternoon for me. And as I sat with him during a conference recently held by the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County at the Bruce Museum, and an evening devoted to reshaping the artistic presence in Greenwich, I was reminded that his generosity extends beyond the easel and to the community that he cares so deeply about. So I am honored to have Dimitri with me today on Center Stage. Good morning, Dimitri Wright. You are a prince among men, but I have a feeling that you will humbly deny that accolade. Is that true, Dimitri? Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) I I think you are a prince, though, and I think everyone would agree with me. You have a generosity of spirit that is is rather profound. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's because of the beauty that we are surrounded by humbles you. Hmm. And when we try to communicate it, we see how much of a burden it is to hold on to. It is a great responsibility, and beauty is a virtue. And so since it is, it's something where you have to be within a moral state. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, things have to be right. For instance, when I start my day uh, to paint in the studio, I have to prepare myself. So I start the morning in prayer. And then once the prayer cycle is done, revelatory ideas start to come to mind. 
Sometimes I might have chant music playing first, and that's kind of like the warm-up, meditative, contemplative state. And then once the painting process started, starts, around noontime or so, I probably switch over to jazz. Really? Yes. So you've gone through those stages of uh, the contemplative yes. and, and now to the real, the kind of earth yes. uh, kind of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets steeper and uh, heavier, but I'm still holding the, the key idea. Uh, what am I fundamentally about? What am I trying to do? What am I trying to say? I have a poem that I would like to read to you. Brilliant. Um, and this is something that I say to uh, my plein air students. The unconsumed burning bush sets our heart afire. Rapture in this sacred muse, delve a peace inspire. Oh, that's wonderful. That is something that came to me in the midst of plein air painting. Really? Uh, oftentimes when working outdoors, uh, one is enraptured because all of your sensations is, are firing off. Mm-hmm. Your sense of smell, sense of touch and hearing and so forth, it's more than just the eyes. So this produces a sense of wonder to rapture, you know. And so many of my students, myself included, are overwhelmed by the moment. And that's why I love Impressionism, because Impressionists paint through our sensations. So when you open up this more symphonic experience, more than just the eyes, the colors start to take on more of a presence than just being subject matter or object matter, it starts to become something more profound, like, what does this moment mean? Right, right. And how hard is this, then, to capture it onto the paper? Is it easy? Is it easy? Is is the process difficult mm-hmm. at that point? Sometimes, I mean, if you're so yeah. overwhelmed by that feeling of of, of revelation, yeah. you know, sometimes it can be overpowering to the point where we feel that we're almost have that artist block, you yes. know, so to speak, that yeah. we can't replicate it. Yeah. In the state of revelation like that, one simply says, thank you, and then you trust that. But if one is having difficulty getting to that, you may have to look into what's causing it to block. And I also like to have my students understand we need to do diagnostics. For instance, (laughs) eye fatigue, brain fatigue, or body fatigue. Any one of those is enough to crash you. All three are done. Mm Mm-hmm. You have materials and methods fatigue as well. So if your palette is dirty, your brush is dirty, or the vehicle that you're mixing your paints is dirty, all these things will cause things to degrade. But sometimes one is so busy in the process you can't see. I like what uh, Stephen Covey says, have you ever been too busy driving to get gas? Exactly. You Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be able to get gas to stop to refuel, to reflect, to rest, to take vacations when you have to, um, to the things that you've been putting off that you turn in your face, and you'll find that just by doing those things alone, you feel invigorated and less burdened. And as artists, sometimes the only thing we want to do is to get towards the creative process. We want to get into our art, but life gets in the in way. way. hmm our, our loved ones, our family, our friends, which support us, 
we must also support them. Of course. <clears throat> but you have to take responsibility for your body. Yes. You know, for, for your brain, for, for er- everything about you that makes up the artist. Yes. Yeah. It's a package deal. This is a hard thing for artists. You know, you and I know that mm-hmm. we really work well on adrenaline. Yes. And we don't want to stop it, especially when we get to that yeah, point where we're feeling yes. that we're performing, so to speak, yeah. literally out of our minds, yes. as Tim Galway called it in Inner Tennis. Do you remember the book? I think oh. we talked about this before. Mm. And we get to a point where we're in the flow. Yes. And we have to take a moment to stop. Yes. Yeah. The, that, the flow can be like a drug sometimes when you're drug, deep yeah. into it. And for instance, I might be painting and I'm building up and I'm building up uh, and I can feel crescendos about to happen and I will hear the wonderful voice, Dimitri, time for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it's a wonderful voice. (laughs) I love the way you speak about your work in musical terms. Mm. You're talking about a whole symphonic structure, really. Mm. And uh, there there is an ebb and flow, isn't there, to an artist's work, Dimitri? And I know... It's not always easy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know that when we come to our art, there's a great deal of pain that goes with this, yes. isn't there? Yeah. And also when one um, matures, we find that our bodies are just not as resilient mm-hmm. as they used to be. And when we get injured, we stay injured. Or right. it takes a long time for that injury to happen. I oftentimes think of... Um, ballerinas and this is one particular photograph of a ballerina's feet it showed mm. you know the standing on point and one shoe was off and the other one was on and you saw this foot that was distorted yes and you could see the pain that was um within it and so when i see that you kind of like okay just pick up the cross and if you carry the cross, the cross will carry you. And I think um, by acknowledging that, knowing what it will cost, then you can accept it better. But if you refuse to accept it and it's there, then that's another thing that's coming against you. And it's hard to fight against because it's it's your cross that you have to carry. You know, all of the things that have happened within your life, uh, the inadequacies that one has with the one's character and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and you put that in light of beauty, beauty mm-hmm. you know, the good, the beautiful, and true, and you say, how do I measure up to that? But the beautiful thing about it is that it becomes the most marvelous crucible to test these things, in other mm-hmm. words, forced to become a better person. Absolutely. Is this something you try to impart to to your art students? Yes. Yeah. That's why I try to uh, teach by example. I just don't tell them what to do. I show them what they can do by um, demonstration. So I, I lecture, but I also demonstrate, and I bring in examples of my work. When I was a director of education, Um, at the uh, Connecticut Institute of Art, I made sure that the faculty did that as well because some of them were going off the rails and Mm -hmm. making credible demands upon the students as henceforth, you guys, you can't do that. You have to show an example of your work so the students can see what's there. So you can keep your work rich. Yes, it cuts both ways. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
So, Dimitri, let's talk about beauty in the whole transformative process of, of being an artist.、Mm-hmm. And I know this is such a profound、uh, scale of what we're talking about right now.、Mm-hmm. But I'm really inspired when I hear you talking about being in prayer in the morning and really opening yourself up to the ideas which will come to you.、Mm-hmm. I mean, I get the, the impression that you feel very close to God、mm-hmm. when you were doing your work.、Mm-hmm. And beauty comes. From that responsibility, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so.、Uh, let me give you another poem in response to that. Excellent, excellent. This one is called Angel Sea. It's short. Faith and reason shining one. Science, poetry, twice the fun. Fractal galaxies, glory be. Rainbow bright, lightning sea. Photons dance before my eye. Spectrum light arraying sky, joyful vision within, without, jazzical specter around about, one rose, one dove, O living cross, sacred heart, creative source, things alive, transcendent key, inner voice that angels see. Beautiful. Did you write that? Yeah. I love it. That's straight from Dimitri Wright, ladies and gentlemen. And so, because, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I love the fact that angels can really see I, I, and the photons dance. I love it. Yeah. So, because we're all human and because we are all flawed,、mm-hmm. how important is that essence of imperfection that we bring to our art? How, how、mm. important is that to what we, we produce? Mm hmm. I think if we realize that, not just in ourselves, but in our brothers and sisters,、um, we are likely to be less harsh on the world. Yeah, well said.、Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a better approach for the art form.、Uh, the Perfect Society Club has no members. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. But、mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's trying to get in. I remember my、uh, mentor, one of my mentors, Samuel Breacher, said, We'll beat them with excellence. We'll seek excellence, not so much perfection. Sometimes, in the result of that, someone might say, Actually, that was perfect. But with seeking excellence, you notice the word seek. Yes. You know, we're, yes. we're looking for, and we can kind of see a ladder. Of、um, success here, the normal set of things mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. has to do. But along the way, one is human, a human person. And、um, we have mentors, we have examples of beautiful music that inspire us. We need beauty so that we do not sink into despair. There you are. You know? And so, since other artists are lifting up, us up, We are responsible for our particular sector to lift mm-hmm. other people up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, so it's not so much that we have to save the entire world, but we are responsible to take care of the area that we have responsibility for. I like to look at the word as being responsible as response able,、yes. able to choose your own response. Yes, I remember we spoke about that before when、mm. we first met, and I, I admired you so much for that.、Mm. And response able means so much to you because you grew up in the projects.、Yeah. 
You had a single mother,、mm-hmm. and you both had a unique, wonderful two-year plan. I、mm-hmm. remember、yeah. to get out of the projects and improve your life.、Mm-hmm. You had such a bond、mm-hmm. with your family and such a great responsible energy in、mm-hmm. this way. But that that really comes back to everything you're saying about bringing beauty into our lives. It is a responsibility. Yeah, I think everyone, I think, is in love with the elegant idea. Mm-hmm. And an elegant idea is something that can get you through a very difficult、um, time. I think all of science is looking for it. Dancers, writers, poets—it's that thing that really works, that universally binds us. You hear immigrant stories.、Uh, my family is very international. People that had to escape、um, communism and、um, Russia, I mean,、uh, communist Russia and um, um, Hitler's Germany and、mm-hmm. so forth,、mm-hmm. and then relatives from the south and the things that they had to go through. But with my mom,、uh, she had stated that the situation here is degrading. It's not going to get any better. The only way for us to get out of here is through your cooperation, Dmitri. Will you do it? Um, I can tell you that if we do this together, we will get out of here. And so to see that as a child and to feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself, which is part of it, you see, that's another beautiful thing about beauty is that you can start out on the grain,、uh, the ground floor,、mm-hmm. like children's art, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, it has all kinds of distortions, or one might call deformities. But how is that? The charm of it transcends that inability to be something that you'll put up on the refrigerator. Absolutely, <laughs> and and cry upon looking at. Yeah,、mm-hmm. exactly. You know, so there's a mystery to beauty as well. Now you've hit on a really good word there.、Mm-hmm. The whole mystery that's involved in our lives, this mystical side, yeah, this this thing that happens to us when we hear the introduction to to the Bach Saint John Passion, yes, and suddenly we feel that we're lifted, yes, and that that brings us to this place where we want to create art, yes,、um, yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> is there truth in that? Yes, I. It's it, a longing. I had this other poem. Oh, for my head, longing for what we struggle against, Jacob's、mm. ladder recompense.、Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so certain things we long for deeply, but、mm-hmm. we struggle against it. Sometimes we're going against that. We say yes to it on one hand, and then no on the other hand. It's like trying to drive a car with the foot on the brake, the gas. <sighs> Yeah, you got you the parking brake up, you、yeah. know, and you wonder why the engine is just burning out in noise and all these things. So when one is all in, and for instance, we've seen performance where、uh, the they know their line so well, they understand their craft to such an extent, and they fully abandon themselves. They just release.、Mm-hmm. Everyone is crying. That's right. Right. That's performing out of your mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to that place where, I, I, in fact, I don't even know how to describe it. Yes. It's it's, it's beyond words. It's otherworldly. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've achieved that a few times in my life on the stage. And, and I know when I'm present to hear someone else do it, mm-hmm. you have that wow moment oh, yes. that you think will never be replicated. But yeah. you were so happy you were there for. Yes. Yeah. You've, that is true. So we're talking about something because we're describing it in time. It's fragile. That's right. It comes and goes. But when you're in the moment of that happening, it's beyond time. Mm-hmm. It is. You know. It is indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what's more important here for you and your students. Is it the process of coming to the art, of coming to the canvas? Is it that moment of trying to find that, that inspiration? Or is it the process itself when you're deep into it, when you find that flow? Or is mm-hmm. it the end result? Mm-hmm. Or are they all different in their own way? I think they're all different, and they appear at different stages, and it depends on what the objective is. For instance, there are three arts, as I see it, copying, using, and making. Oh. So with copying, the masters became masters by copying the masters. Mm-hmm. So in the <laughs> same way you're doing piano, you would do the scales mm-hmm. and so forth. Well, in the academy, we would do value scales. So it looked like piano keys, and it would go from white to black, and you would have to get those in perfect harmony or pitch and, or gradations. And so you would run the scales. And so copying is the bedrock of the classic form of being an artist. Next level is using, is where you take the, the things that you've learned and you do variations off of a theme and you start to express yourself a little bit more, but you're still within the playground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a maker, <laughs> then you have gone beyond that and you've learned things to such an extent that you've hit a transcendent level of observation as to what creativity is. You still know what the alphabet is and how to structure a sentence and all these other things, but you're now creating poetry from from that. So copying, using, and making are three different levels within the creative process from the fine art genre that allows us to stratify Mm -hmm. how the things that you've just said fit within certain context. Mm -hmm. But from a professional artist's um, standpoint, depending upon the art form that you're doing will determine how you array these uh, protocols. Of course. But I believe before that, one has to check the internal weather. In other words, your soul. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Who am I? Why am I here? What am I trying to do? Yeah. And I think when that's in order, then everything else flows better. And and that's really humility, isn't it? Yes. So when you become a maker, you still have to have your finger on on that pulse of of humbleness. Yeah. You know, as you get older, how different is your wellspring of inspiration? Mm. Oh, That is a great question. How different is it? I think it's it's almost like climbing a great ladder and you sometimes in fear, you look back as to where you've come through, back down that through time, Mm -hmm. saying, what if I fall? Okay, that's one. The other thing that happens is, wow, it's really great up here, and how can I stay? And I don't want <laughs> yes. to go down, and I don't want to yeah. relive those um, particular things. And you look of us, and you see other people on ladders at these 
mm-hmm. and more this higher altitude, the rarefied air, so to speak. I remember when I used to be a long-distance runner, and maybe I might be 10, 15 miles out, and maybe it's cold and it's dark, and all of a sudden, off in the distance, you see a little head bobbing, and it gets closer <laughs> and closer, and it's another runner. And you see eyes meet, it's this smile. Of course, it's like, oh, this knowing. This knowing, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm not alone. And you get a little shot of energy from it. Of course. And then you're able to continue on. <laughs> so, Well, and how often do you go without your art? How often do you go without thinking about art? Oh. Are, are you constantly visualizing in your brain, even in your downtime? Mm-hmm. And is there downtime for a visual artist ever? Mm-hmm. My recent show at the uh, Mattatok Museum, which is a one-man show, was titled An Artist for All Seasons. And one reason why I gave it that title was to kind of talk about or show some of those dynamics. There were times when I was fully on, and there were times when I was fully off and somewhere in between. It depends upon what was happening in history at the time. Remember during the early part of the uh, 80s, I was producing a lot of work and selling a lot of work. Mm-hmm. When the market crashed the second time, the galleries and resources dried up, and I was um, roofing. I was house painting. Is that right? Interior, exterior of houses. I decided to go back to school, got a degree in organizational management. And I became an art administrator. I says, I'm going to ride out the storm this Mm -hmm. way. So Mm -hmm. the creative process and inspiration is now being used in a different way. Of course. So sometimes, yes, we get knocked off of or spun out of the environment that we're in for whatever reason, sometimes due to catastrophe or something. And then what does art mean in light of that? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And how can you still live within that framework mm-hmm. and and support my family? Literally. Yes. yes. And this yeah. one thing I love about you is mm-hmm. is is the the technical side. Yeah. Dimitri Wright, this has been such a pleasure. It, it is always a pleasure to have you here. I wish you all the best in your life. Thank you so much for sharing this divine poetry with us today. And thank, thank you. you so much for just sharing a part of you with us on Center Stage. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to ask all of my guests, what is your favorite music? And today, Dimitri Wright suggested the following. John Coltrane, Theolonius Monk, Fair Claire Tenacht by Schoenberg, The St. John Passion by Bach, and the Bach-Goldberg Variations played by Glenn Gould. I just want to thank everyone for being with us. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage. <laughs>